Okay, so um, my name is Faith Okedoi. Um, foremost, a teacher, a storyteller, and a change maker in the education space. Hello, and welcome to Obehi Podcast. I'm your host, Obehi Ewafo, and I strongly believe that everyone has a story to share. Now, let's get started with this episode. I've quite a number of experience in that, like I would say I've touched down a number of positions in education and I currently work with teachers in the underserved communities, trying to get them to access um, professional development or continuous development skills that would empower them to give our quality teaching strategies, you know, to enable the students in their care to also access some um, high quality teaching. Mm, that's very interesting. Educational storytelling. I, I, I will love those areas very well. Mm-hmm. So, um, tell me, you you are originally from Ogun uh, State, right? Is that where you were born, or did you come from somewhere? Yeah, I was born in Ogun State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me a bit about your background there. Where did you grow up? Well, let us know Ogun State. We just know state, but <laughs> what is there actually in the state? Ogun <laughs> um, State is quite a slow-paced state. It's a place where you get to raise your family in a communal environment as opposed to the um, city-like nature of Lagos. You know, um, somehow everyone knows everyone in Ogun State and it was quite peaceful, if not a little bit boring, but I wouldn't know boring then. But I grew up with a lot of kids around me in the compound, like we get to play um, hide and seek and you know all this that we do not have access to lately you know the advent of technology has kind of erased that so I grew up with other kids in the same compound playing around I have three siblings we are four so yeah it was a great time I had fun growing up and Ogun State is a kind of state that supports such an upbringing all right that's interesting now, tell me, how did you get into education? Uh, what interests you into uh, education? I would say education shows me. Because, you know, when growing up, we kind of say something like, I want to be a medical doctor. I also wanted to be a lawyer at some point. And then I think I stood with pharmacy. But then when I look back at my story, like when I trace my story, I would say that I've been involved in education one way or the other. Right. So when I decided to stay in the field of education, it was just as if I saw a whole new light. I had a lot of insight and I, and I felt like I felt myself. I was my best self. I am my best self when I work with kids, when I work with teenagers, because I work with um, more senior students now. So I am my best self. I am able to give out more insight. I'm able to find joy in expressing myself when I work with teenagers. So I would say um, education found me and then my transition into teacher education too. It's just been a way for me to express myself fully and my innate potential. Do you want to tell us what exactly you do in education? Help us to understand a bit of your, of your work. Like I said, when I was introducing myself, I'm a teacher. I still teach in the classroom. 
though I work with international curriculum now. I started with the Nigerian curriculum. That was around five years back. And then I transitioned into the international curriculum, working with international schools, um, the junior level and now the senior level. So right now, I'm also a Cambridge assessment specialist, which means I mark IGCSE. And then um, I transitioned into, I started with volunteering, right? Volunteering for organizations um, that help and nest quality education in underserved communities. So I started by volunteering, but then I volunteered my way up. So right then I started um, becoming a leader for a team, helping teachers um, have access to knowing that I work in an international um, international school, I have access to trainings, you know, that I know that if Nigerian teachers have access to those courses and um, trainings, um, the classroom environment will be much better because I feel the Nigerian teaching system is a bit rigid. Um, but thanks for teach organizations like Teach for Nigeria that are bringing, uh, that is bringing a lot of focus into teacher training and development, you know, helping teachers find a more interesting, creative way to organize the classroom and all. So knowing that I have such trainings, I felt like I have something to offer to teachers, especially in Nigeria, you know, for them to know more about mental health, for them to know more about 21st century teaching and learning, for them to know more about creativity, innovation, even with limited resources. Of course, we might not have tech, uh, much technology in Nigerian system of education, like for example, public schools, but then thanks to Lagos State, there is something like a co-exile, like they have their tab now, and um, public schools have access to tabs, you know, where they can get to learn seamlessly. But there are also other areas that do not have access to that. So we have to come up with trainings for teachers on how to use the resources that are around them, how to bring in creativity from everything that is around them to help children learn in a more engaging and effective way. So basically, that's what I do with teachers now. So when you say 21st century uh, teacher or teaching... Teaching and learning. Uh, teaching yeah, and learning. Teaching uh, and learning yeah. What do you want us to understand by that? Do you want to expand on that a bit? Yes, of course. Thank you. Yeah, we know we are in the 21st century right now. And the reality now, thanks to COVID also, is not what was attainable before. Previously, we had teacher-centered um, classroom where teachers would be in the front of the class and they dominate the class. You know, teachers control 95% of what happened in the classroom. But now we have student-centered teaching where the students should be in control of their learning. They should be engaged. They should take ownership of their own learning experience. They should create what they want to learn because at the end of the day that is what stays with them so 21st century teaching is saying that there are core skills critical skills that needs that students need to learn and that would be creativity problem solving communication um innovation i think there are like five to six skills um on the 21st century teaching and learning and this are the skills that would be useful for uh, in their daily lives. You know, every day we solve problems, we should be able to create something. And all these skills put together helps to create a more functional classroom, a classroom environment where students can 
relate what is going on in the environment, uh, what is going on in the classroom to their environment, immediate environment. I should be able to apply what I am learning in the classroom to what is going on around me, finding solutions to problem and also creating, you know, just being one with the environment here yeah, and being a more functional member of the society. I want you to help us understand the Nigeria educational system. Uh, what do you want people to know? How does it function? What is actually happening there? I want you to give us a picture. Okay, this might be very big, very holistic, but I want you to give it's us a picture. Hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us, let us, help us understand what is happening within the Nigeria educational system. Uh, well, the Nigerian education system, I would say, is quite broad. I cannot speak from a place of authority on that because there are different curriculums now in the system. But if I would talk about the traditional Nigerian education system, which is uh, which leads to the WIAC, you know, we have the international curriculum with IGCSE. We also have um, some schools running early for the elementary schools. We have some schools running um, EYSF curriculum, that's early childhood curriculum, Montessori system of learning and everything. So it's quite diverse and it would, um, I wouldn't be able to speak on from the place of authority on all the curriculums, but I would say that what we have now is quite different for what it used to be. And that is in a positive way. There are uh, more learnings are going on. A lot of teachers are getting more exposure to uh, the modern way of teaching and learning. Previously, I know the Nigerian system of education to be quite traditional, where um, because I have a bit of experience in public school because I went, I attended a public school in Nigeria, right? So I know that um, in public schools, there are, you can have the ratio, uh, the ratio of um, hundred students to a teacher in a classroom, and that is a public school because lot it's free education. And everyone wants every parent wants their children to access um, um, a free education, you know, because it's affordable for them, right? So it's quite difficult for teachers to build personal relationship with students in the public sector. However, in the private education, it's a bit more personal than that, you know. But then a lot of things, a lot of transformations are going on right now, and a lot of new knowledge, new learning, new theories are coming in into education and the schools are also opening up to receive them. So I'd say the Nigerian system of education is you know, definitely growing different from what it used to be. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, from your personal perspective, what do you really like to contribute to the educational system? What would you like to see change in the, in the Nigerian educational system? I know it's broad, uh, but yes. I'm trying to understand your own, what you think you want to uh, impute into the system. For, I'm going to speak from the perspective of a teacher and also student, right? So what would I like to see in terms of education like that is attainable to students in public school? I would like to speak on public school because private school is run by, you know, individuals and, you know, they run their institution except for policies. For one, I would like policies that kind of um, regulate what goes on, a more standard policy that regulate what goes on in um, the education system, because I know that can affect the private and the public, you know? 
So if there is a policy that says that, okay, this is what is attainable. Let's say for you to have a school, you have to have this number of technologies. You must have, you know, sort of some standards, setting some standards. And then I know that schools, private school also fall in line, right? But for public schools, I would like to see more teachers, more trained teachers, you know, not just teachers by circumstances because they couldn't find better job and they decide to go into teaching thereby not knowing about the theories and the principles of education not knowing how to create learning experiences for learners you know and the quality of teacher actually affects the quality of teaching that goes on in the classroom if as a teacher i do not know how to you know um structure my learning experience that every student is carried um along there's no one anyone can do so i would like to see in the education system more trained teachers teachers who are aware of theories that influences learning you know how students learn i would like to see those teachers in the classroom i'll see i would like to see teachers that are more mentally aware you know and the teachers that are very well paid <laughs> so that is definitely a given like Teachers need to earn more. They need to live more comfortably. So that way they know that they are well taken care of. So I think I've spoken from both the perspective of students and teachers, right? So for students, I would love to see students like, it doesn't have to really focus on technology, of course, because we know that resources might not cover that much. Let's be realistic. But if we have trained teachers, trained teachers can bring up, you know, the beauty of teaching is that you can use anything to teach. You can teach via storytelling. You can teach uh, using everything around you, using concepts around you, just to make sure that students kind of uh, relate, they find what you're teaching relatable. You know, I can bring stones in the class and say, I want users to teach this, you know, because there is no technology, right? I'm not trying to say they should. If the if there if the means is um, available, of course, government should support schools with technology so that every student have access to technology and they can learn with it. However, in the absence of that, teachers have to step up. Schools have to step up to train teachers to be the professionals that they are in um, giving out quality teaching and learning, engaging student centered using active learning approaches you know where students get to relate with one another communicate with one another you know just the state for them to see um learning as a thing of fun rather than a responsibility you know something they just have to bear they do not find it like oh for example some there are students that say that say for the math like i took further math in school and i i don't see the uh relation to what i'm doing currently so there are some subjects that are obsolete like that you know and however, if there are changes to the curriculum by, by the virtue of policy, uh, policies being made, then I'm sure that education will be more, you know, standard for us. Uh, before you were talking of the 21st century um, education and learning, you know, and I find that to be very interesting. Uh, yes, we're in the 21st century, even though most of what is happening in Nigeria doesn't really reflect that we're in the 21st century. I think perspective matters, though, right? Mm -hmm. Let me understand like, that. <laughs> so, um, Nigeria is also experiencing its own 21st century, basically. So, um, one we have millions of people living in Nigeria, and we have lots of realities too. So, for some places, from some locations, it might seem, yes, 
But there are some other locations that are already aligning with the future. The, I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. So there are other schools that are already that are in Nigeria. There are international schools in Nigeria that are aligning with the future. And there are some other schools that are coming up that's already um, strategically positioning themselves to align with the future. So it is not a kind of generic opinion that Nigeria is not yet in the 21st century. We are also in the 21st century. You know, it's just that <laughs> is what is happening to us. I like to hear that. Thank All right. You. Now, um, tell me about the update of the curriculum. Is the from what you know, is the Nigeria educational curriculum be updated to? Because I, I like also another. I like a lot of things that you were talking about just now. That uh, we are educated children who we fix the problem. No, that you mm -hmm. educate them about problem solving strategy no? so that mm -hmm. they don't see the society and say who is going to help us they mm -hmm. say ask themselves from what i know i cannot find a solution to the problem that is around me mm -hmm. of course this can be translated to a lot of things like uh, because if we educate children like this the idea that uh, graduate finish school they start asking give me job give me job will no mm -hmm. longer be relevant because you already mm -hmm. tell them how they can find job for themselves. So the mm -hmm. moment they are finishing, they are already going to be looking for what they can create. Because at the end of the day now, business is not um, a secret thing. It's just yes. simply a service. Because mm -hmm. as a human being, you are 20 years old, you are 30 years old, there must be something you can do for somebody. Mm -hmm. If you can do anything for somebody, that can be a business for you. You can be paid because in yes. many other clients, you can offer a service. What you can do can be also translated into money. So mm -hmm. I want you to talk to me about that. This idea of problem solving, solving. strategy in the educational system. Okay. <laughs> so I would say that um, the world is changing rapidly. The job space is not what it used to be. You know, when I was growing up, I used to hear this word, white collar job. You know, those that work in offices and, you know, I want to get a white collar job. I don't want to be an artisan and everything. But after COVID, the reality has changed. Like I would say that the, the reality has changed. What is attainable now? We see a 15 year old kid can earn um, legally, I can earn legally in millions because they are coding. There are a lot of tech skills out there. You know, there are young CEOs out there, thanks to social media, right? Thanks to the um, digital technologies that we have. You know, and that is what I would love um, the government to implement in the education system. It is not like we see people who don't go through school well, I support people going through school, like not just school, let's say training. Education is beyond the four walls of a classroom. We need to know that that it's not everybody that has to succeed, that has to succeed in a classroom to make it, right? Some of them might go through a, through a training institute. Okay, this is my area, this is my area of interest. And then that person is groomed. I listen to stories a lot, stories of people who climbed the ladder, stories of people who did a lot of trial and error. And I know that some things that were taught in schools, like they're not just um, 
I don't know, it's, it's not just preparing the students for the future, right? So if the curriculum can be expanded to accommodate skills that would be used for the future, for example, like we talked about problem solving skill. Okay, this is a kid that is good at math, but cannot really do, um, you know, maybe not strong in English or not strong in science. And the student is introduced to, let's say, computer and the person is a tech whiz. You know, this person can code and everything. So instead of spending more time trying to make the student more of a language learner, of course, they can speak it and they can write it. Those are the basic skills. But the, um, the effort is focused on helping them succeed, you know, in their own field of interest. I think education will be more productive that way. So skills like entrepreneurship, skills like um, digital skills, you know, all the skills that we are having now, the future is looking different already. You know, we have cloud computing, we have um, software testing, you know, different skills. You know, some people are influencers, although I don't see if it's more of a lifestyle than, but let's say digital marketing, all these things we did not have it when we didn't have them when we were growing up. So it would be wrong for us to still continue using those strategies that prepared us for white collar job when um employment is different now we have graduates that are graduating from university and they are picking up different skills because they realize that oh i studied microbiology in school and i really don't see myself what do uh working in that so i really want to become uh what do you call it now a software engineer so they go and start uh picking up that skill differently so if they are um if this kind of um how, how do i put it now if this jobs are more like if this, if there are elements of this job, if this awareness were ingrained with uh, into kids when they are growing up in schools, all this, will see school, uh, students with different interests. They are being built in a way that they are looking to solve problems, right? Oh, this is what I want to do. I can do this very well, and they get to start thinking outside the box. How can I do this to ensure that uh, I can align with this job interest and everything? So that is what I mean by problem solving. Right, being able to think outside the box and pick a particular area where they can excel or thrive in and say, okay, this is what I can do and I can really do it really well. So rather than just following every, it's just like teaching a fish how to climb a tree. When the student is supposed to be going this way and you're taking them that way, you know, it's not fair on them, not because they cannot learn, but because their interests are not just aligned with what you're trying to teach them. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. All right. To conclude the conversation briefly, what would be your final message here? What would be your final thought to conclude the conversation that we have had? So I would say that the reality in education is a different. It's different from what it used to be. And educators are rising up to the tax, getting more training, getting more leverage. You know, even trying to try uh, trying to transition into. Um, education technology, making sure that they are very well ingrained, like they are very much trained to help students in the classroom. So I would say that um, teachers, right, they are not the teachers we used to have then, they are much more bringing different uh, skills together to ensure that they empower um, the learners in the classroom. And more people should be interested in that like empowering teachers teachers should not be ignored in the old, in the grand scheme of things like i know there are uh, philanthropists that want to sponsor uh children student education and all but i think teachers should be paid much more attention 
to ensure that they are very well empowered, empowered to support and make sure that the students are thriving in the classroom. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. This has really been very interesting, uh, very precise and very interesting conversation. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you very much for the platform. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our future episodes. Rate and review Obehead podcast and share with your friends who might need it. I remain Obehead A14. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you in the next episode.